Chapter 8, The Four Things I Learned from Doug. When I was about two and a half months into my new health regime, I thought I was doing fantastic, but I would soon learn otherwise. A good friend of mine, Doug Scoggins, the general contractor who built our company's new building, said I should come work out with him. Doug is an unusual individual. He runs a large construction company with a lot of employees, and he also maintains perfect physical health. Doug was a state champion in kickboxing, and in addition to being a contractor, he owns and operates a gym in Ferndale, Washington. When it comes to athleticism, he is at a level I've never seen anyone else reach. When you watch him work out, you were astounded at what he can do, whether he's doing pull-up after pull-up or effortlessly doing endless push-ups. When Doug asked me to come to his gym at 5.15 a.m. to work out with him and 30 other people, I hesitated. I can barely get out of bed to work out at my house, let alone work out with you, I told him. But he persisted, so I went. I needed to get in shape anyways. I was preparing for another adventure, a month-long trip to Costa Rica to learn how to surf. To get ready for the trip, I had been working out at my home gym every day for about 20 to 30 minutes, running on the treadmill, doing the rowing machine, lifting some weights. I thought I was getting into pretty good shape. As it turned out, I had no clue whatsoever what it meant to work out. When I showed up at the gym that first morning, Doug kicked my ass. There is no other way to put it. I was wringing wet at the end of the hour. Doug pushed us through circuit after circuit, from boxing to burpees to pull-ups. We did 60-second rounds of intense exercising and then short breaks of 15 to 30 seconds in between. After about a week, I was addicted to the intensity, and I realized if I trained this hard that I would easily be in the physical shape to be able to master surfing and endure the pounding of the waves. Doug also knew I would be ready to surf, but he threw in another challenge. He said, Paul, let's get you below 200 pounds. At this point, I was about 203, down from 219 when I came off of Everest Base Camp. I was doing great, but I wanted so badly to get below the 200-pound mark. I told Doug I was struggling with my weight, and he said to me with total clarity and surety, You're eating more than you think. You need to control your portion size. I'll never forget those words rolling out of his mouth. It was when I realized that if I continued to work out with the same intensity and controlled my portion size, that I would indeed drop below 200 pounds. In just another week, I had made it. To help me get there, Doug taught me how to get more vegetables in my diet, Up to this point, I was not drinking smoothies, but Doug said something very powerful to me. He said, you can bury a lot of vegetables in a smoothie. What do you mean? I asked. Every morning I wake up and I put spinach, broccoli, and all kinds of vegetables in my smoothie, he explained. Then I add blueberries, an apple, a banana, or strawberries, but I always start every smoothie with lots of vegetables. I started to do the same thing and the results were incredible. I felt better about myself. I noticed my overall health and well-being improving. I lost more weight and sharpened my focus on what optimal health looked like. One of the key lessons I learned from Doug was that we are very good at deceiving ourselves. 
I used to think I ate well, but I had no clue what eating well meant. I used to think I worked out hard, but I didn't know what that meant either. I convinced myself I was doing well, but looking at Doug's physique, I realized I was wrong. There was nothing in my life that suggested I was operating at a high level of fitness. I had deceived myself into believing that if I worked at things, diet, exercise, etc., moderately, I would someday get where I wanted and experience exceptional health. What a huge deception that was. Now, instead of doing things half-heartedly, I realized I needed to work out with deliberateness and intensity, and I needed to monitor both the quality and the quantity of what I was putting into my body. If I could do that, the results would be amazing. Once I learned those lessons well, Doug told me one more thing that completely blew me away. As my body changed and my physique improved, he said, Paul, You're aging in reverse. You're actually getting younger. As I reflected on what he was telling me, I knew he was right. If you take care of yourself properly, you can age in reverse. I feel like I'm 18 years old again and there is nothing I can't do. As a matter of fact, when I'm home at my company's facility, after we finish our morning meeting and our stretching, we have a push-up challenge. All of us get together and see how many push-ups we can do until we're exhausted. I have a lot of young studs that work for me, but no one can beat me. Once or twice, someone did beat me, but only because they were cheating. When we had someone make sure everybody was doing the push-ups the same way, they couldn't keep up. Imagine a 55-year-old man who can do more push-ups than an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old. Thanks to Doug, this was no accident. Ultimately, my biggest lesson from Doug was that there is no excuse for not working out. He sets the best example because he is a successful businessman with a large company, yet he makes no excuses for why he cannot take incredible care of his body. He is my inspiration for bringing it to the next level and frankly, why I look the way I do today. Not a single day goes by without me thinking about Doug and what he can do. As for the surfing, I did go to Costa Rica and learn how to surf. In fact, I was very successful at it, and I credit a lot of my success to Doug and the lessons that he taught me. Chapter 8, The One Thing. Listen to the voice of success. Success. 